What's going on, everybody? Welcome to A to Z Media Network. I'm joined here with Kev from Bronx Sports Jedi Network, our brother channel, uh, big brother for us here. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. And um, hope you subscribe. And let's get at it, Kev. We got a big game coming up, New Year's Eve, Michigan, Georgia, the or Capital One Orange Bowl, number two against number three. And that's what we're going to be breaking down today. So what's going on, Kev? Good afternoon. Season greetings to everyone listening to us uh, all around and all the different platforms on our on our uh, youtube channel a to z media or anywhere you hear the podcast uh, twitter so salute to everyone merry christmas happy holidays and boy it is a bowl season and we're going to talk about this capital one bowl in in miami florida miami gardens the place is sold out you can't find a ticket uh, the jedi tried he's only a couple hours away and they they shut me out, man. They got sold out immediately. Z, I wanted to go yeah. just to go and just to check it out, and no avail. I watch, but I could watch it in the comforts and the confine of our home. I can't wait to that. Let's break it down. Um, let's talk about two teams. You know, top five in defense. You know, and phenomenal teams against the run in in Michigan and Georgia. I can't wait to see this battle of the titans. Um, where do you want to start first? Well, I wanted to touch. First thing I wanted to do is touch on um, on uh, both teams are pretty much healthy, so there's no injury concerns. I wanted to throw that out there. I haven't really seen anybody um, other than Mid Georgia's backup quarterback is is in the COVID protocols. But as far as like Blake Corum's coming back healthy, they got their defense healthy, and that's their calling card as well. So we're pretty good there. But um, I wanted to talk about the the how evenly matched these defenses are. And offenses, really, I wanted to start off with that. The, the Georgia Bulldogs give up 9.6 points a game on defense, and it were at 7.3 before give the Alabama game. So even though they gave up 30-plus points to Alabama, they're still under 10 points a game. Um, the Michigan's defense, also very good, top five in the nation, as Kev said. Um, Georgia, I believe, is number one. And both offenses are in the top 15 to top 10, if I'm not mistaken, as far as scoring offense and rushing attack. So, uh, Kev, where, where, where do you see, where do you see Georgia trying to, what do you see Georgia trying to shut down the most Michigan's running game or Michigan's passing game? It's going to be the, the passing game. You look for Georgia to stock eight in the box. Um, you know, they only give up 80, 81.7 yards per uh, rushing yards per game. You know, they, they very stingy, like you said, and they don't when you go to the sack to the passing game in Michigan, you know, they're gonna have you know, they're gonna have to control control the line of scrimmage. And I think Michigan can do that because I don't I really don't like too much their secondary. The secondary for Georgia was exposed against Alabama, you know, and, and of course you have a Heisman winner at quarterback and, and you give him some time. And you buy him some time, he's going to expose that secondary. You know, they had they had a couple of guys going to the pros. They bought in, they bought in, they have a four-star recruit on one end, one side of the uh, uh side of the field on, on, on the secondary, but their safeties, you know, if you if you play Georgia fast, quick, and, and get the ball out quick with decisive, and your guys are on your wide receivers could could make the cuts and it's going to be on neutral turf too so it's not going to have any elements of client or you know actually miami it's going to be beautiful it's not going to usually that you could say it's like an indoor stadium kind of even though it's outdoors it the weather's going to be phenomenal for football for that time for the time of the year it's going to be perfect conditions and with that said i think if if michigan could 
break down and take advantage of of Georgia's trying to stock the box and and put eight in the box and they and give the quarterback a, the time that they need. I think they could expose the the Bulldogs and Michigan on offense if they could get ahead and continue to put the narrative ahead of them and score and have Georgia play from behind. I think he'll benefit them and we'll break that down a little later. Why? Yeah, and um, another thing too to keep the Georgia really tries to attack, so they get bit by a trick plays pretty easily. They're an attacking defense, and you know the flea flickers that we run, the the the, the pitch of the running back and the and the pass uh, trick plays. Look for a couple of trick plays to bite Georgia. To um, and on the other side too for Mich- you know for Michigan as well. Of course, we'll get into that. But as far as Michigan's offense goes, there was a quote from the head coach of Georgia, Kirby Smart. And he said it's kind of different because they like to run the ball a lot more than a lot of other teams during the year. And they use a lot of different formations. They use a lot of NFL-style formations, so it's something that we have to adjust to. As a defense, we just have to go out there and do what we do. It's just that we have to earn our right to rush the passer, so we have to stop the run first. So they're going to try to stop the run, but at the same point, it's we're getting Blake Corum back, Donovan Edwards, you know, and, of course, Hassan Haskins. It's going to be hard for them to stop the run, especially with our offensive line, who just won an award for the most outstanding offensive line, if I'm not mistaken, Kev. They, um, they're very, they're very dominant offensive line. Although Georgia's offense is do- or defensive line is dominant as well, it's going to be a really interesting matchup. I think that game's going to be won in the trenches. You know, whoever yeah. starts moving people off the line of scrimmage first is going to get is is going to have this game. And one thing that we to note. The Georgia, Georgia Bulldogs uh, defensive coordinator Donnie Logging took the Oregon job. He's yeah. he, he's he's still gonna be on with the team, um, but the play calling duties no longer much. He's gonna be there, but they 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 although they share their play calling duties and not really a, a heck uh, a defensive coordinator to say say. But they have four guys, but it's gonna most of the calls now will come from Will Muschamp, which in yeah. and for Florida Gator fans, Miss Will Muschamp. Because he he stunk it up here yep. in in the University of Florida. Well, in that yep. well, you know, not to stay on track with that. And it's going to be see if you know if they're going what kind of play calls they're going to call. If they're going to be any confusion with players on the defense. Um, if I kind of give that advantage to Michigan here for that reason because nothing's changed. Coaching staff is staying together. You know, and, and although it's the same coaching staff, he's still on there. But there's going to be a little bit of a distraction. Remember, um, Danny had a you know recruiting, getting his his. You know, acclimated with with Oregon and all that stuff. Uh, could it be a distraction? Maybe, maybe not. You know, but also, guys, remember Georgia fans. There's a lot of pressure on Kirby Smart this year. Yeah, a lot of pressure. Georgia fans, they're acting like their season was over when they lost that game in Alabama. Although they still have some life here, you know, um, and they 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 could see it as a, as a do over. And I think they want to see it in order to believe it first. Similar to when 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 we were talking about when we played Ohio State, you know, we couldn't believe it. We we're going to beat them, and when like we, well, you know what? You got to see it to believe it, and they proved it on the on the on the field. And I think that's what the Georgia fan base um, wants to see with, with Kirby Smart. They want to see it to believe it if they're trying to win there. Now, one thing you mentioned that you were talking about is the is is the uh, Michigan attack on offense. Yeah. They 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 just got to continue to play smart the way you said that they, they they're going to try they're gonna and I think Harbaugh will get them prepared to stack the box. One thing I do like, you know, uh, uh, of Kate McNara is. The way he has, he's a good arm. He has got a strong arm. We saw him yep. throw, making some throws on that Ohio State game in the snow. 
you know, putting in there, you know, he, sometimes he might not be the most accurate, but he's really, you know, he's very impressive um, thrower. And I think, it, you know, look for Michigan to play some, some wide receiver slants, you know, sprinkle in there. Uh, I, I will love with that hell of a running game that they have, some play action pass yeah. will be phenomenal to freeze up the, the linebackers and, and just get them all confused. Bring uh, um, the safeties uh, down, yeah. Bring the safeties down and do you do all that and and you know then you know of course dominate with the jet sweep. They're one of the best jet sweep teams in the nation, in the country that I've seen in a while. Um, yeah, Z. yeah, and you know, Cade McNamara he he misses a throw here and there like every quarterback in college, but. One thing you can say about him is he really doesn't make mistakes. I think he has four turnovers all year. And, you know, that that's really, really, really good. He's top 10 and he's now top 12, I'm sorry, in the nation in total QBR. So uh, there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this nation, in this country, and he's one of them. And he can make every throw if they keep him upright. And that mean, stout Georgia defensive line doesn't put him on his back too often. I think he's going to be able to pick the Georgia team apart because they also play a lot of tough man-to-man press coverage. They can also back off into his zone. So it's going to be big for him to recognize when they're in a zone or in a man for the coaching staff as well to be able to change up, okay, zone, I need to pick them apart. Our receivers need to get in the soft spots. And in man, we need to do some double moves, beat them over the top, you know, figure out where the safety help's going to be, you know, control the safety with your eyes. But it also comes down to what is the what is a big – factor for us in, in a positive way is that like coach smart said we are a pro style offense so we have a pro quarterback who is one of the best you know it was really good people forget how good jim harbaugh was that coaching staff can really see when they're going to be in a zone or in a man and really dissect plays well and that's going to be an advantage for us too since we're a pro offense we're used to dissecting defenses and things like that um the players have a mindset of their own they don't always have to look at the coach from the sideline yeah, and George, you know, we all know Georgia's defense. They're gonna sell out. They're gonna sell all out on the run. You know, both teams play almost a similar type of game, and, and they all want they they both want to play a uh, punch in your mouth style. You know, it's gonna be a fist fight. You know, with like you said in the trenches. You know, it's gonna be a dog. You know, it's gonna be a fight. Literally, you know, punch in the mouth type of style play. And one thing I'm gonna give an, a, a, a me personally an edge. Because the new the the Michigan offense got to go up against and practice against their own defense, and that's a tough that's a really tough defense in Michigan. And I could say the same with Georgia, but the way I, I feel that Michigan has more pass rushing styles, more attack to the basket. I mean, excuse me, I'm to, you know, I do basketball watch along. So right. sorry for the pun of basketball because I we just did okay. recorded a podcast for basketball and I still got yeah. basketball in my head there. So good, you know, man. on the field. You know, and, and they attack, and they go, they go into the trenches, and and they they blitz not too much, but they 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 go at it, they go hard, and I think that's what's going to be key. And also, on on we didn't speak much about the Michigan defense right now, since so, since I'm touching on the topic, um, I'll let you, and we'll talk about the defense when you're ready. Yeah, so I wanted to bring up a little bit of Georgia's offense before I talk about the defense. Yes. Um, so Stetson Bennett is. You know, I won the quarterback competition pretty much uh, from from Daniels, who, you know, Stetson Bennett should have been his team all year. He's he's been a really good quarterback, um, that, but it's been by committee, you know, most of the year. But Bennett has won the job, and um, smaller guy, five eleven, um, but he can make all the throws. Pretty mobile, you know, accurate passer. He, he reminds me of Jake Fromm, 
just a little bit smaller, a little bit more athletic, uh, which is another good Georgia quarterback. They got a couple of good running. They have a bunch of good running backs and skill position players because they all do it by committee. There's a theme, you know, the biggest carrier is white with 135 attempts, 718 yards and 10 touchdowns. But there's six guys who have over 45 carries and at least have a touchdown. So they they do a lot of different things like Michigan by committee, just like a little bit more. We have three backs. They have six, it seems, that are really effective. Their tight end, Bowers, is one to watch, 800 yards, 11 touchdowns, 50 catches. But they got about seven or eight receivers that get the ball a good amount. So they have a lot of young, talented guys. They have a lot of, you know, they're a great team. And my thing with, with them is – other than the Alabama game, they have had a huge lead in every game they've participated in. So they they were never really tested until that Alabama game, Kev. And they didn't they didn't pass that test, you know. And and but as far as Michigan, Michigan's been tested a lot this year. They were tested against Ohio State, who had great offense, one of the top offenses in the nation with a Heisman candidate at quarterback in their own right, in CJ Stroud. They had a Michigan State team where they got completely demolished by Walker with five touchdowns against us. We lost that game. But they responded well after that. We've had, you know, we've had tests, um, not to this magnitude, but this Michigan team has been tested. It went from 2% chance to make the college football playoff to number two in the nation and in the college football playoff. They're battle tested. The coach is battle tested. And um, with, with, with Michigan's offense, I just think they aren't as battle tested as this defense is. I mean, Georgia's offense isn't as battle tested as this Michigan defense. What are your thoughts on that? Well, well, it's going to be important for their Georgia offense, they're going to have to try to add an extra tight end to block, you know, Hutchison. You know, uh, they got a couple of good linemen, Warren McClendon, Jamal Slayer on the Georgia line. Um, All-American, second second team All-American kind of players. Um, they're really good, but, you know, I can see uh, Hutchison causing havoc. They're going to have to, you know, add an extra tight end, two tight ends, back there they're they're running backs gonna have to block well which they all do you know one thing i, I gotta give credit to georgia their running backs could could block well but you gotta make stenson bennett uncomfortable in in the end we shall find out if uh jt daniels is available how much of a short lease would they give um bennett to to make mistakes or or pass um that's gonna be really important z because i think I, I, if you if you're if you're Michigan, you want Stanton Bennett to try to beat you because I don't mm -hmm. trust his arm, I don't trust his accuracy, and and if you're gonna lose um, by by the and and, I don't, and the wide receivers beginning of the season they've been banged up all year. They haven't had a really good healthy wide receiver core. You know, um, they had they've been banged up, and you just got to make him a passer and, and disrupt. Now one thing you gotta watch with with Stetson, he could uh, Bennett, he could run out, he could run. RPOs and and run and, and move the pocket and move out move on the run, but if you want a pure pocket pocket passer, JT Daniels is the guy there. So we shall see how Michigan dictates that or what type of uh, you know Michigan needs to force Georgia in a shootout if they're going to come out victorious. Well, the thing is, and what can't be understated is Bennett's mobility and. I think the biggest X factor, and he's he's really underrated football player on this Michigan team, is John Ross, their linebacker. Because um, you have Njabo and, and Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson is going to be double teamed. Like you said, they're going to slide a tight end over. They're going to chip. They're going to double team him. You can't double team Njabo, so you're going to need running back help on that side. You're going you're gonna to need to worry about those two, right? And with Stenson Bennett, what he's really good at 
is extending plays, mobility, you know, getting that extra bit. So you're going to need to put a spy on him. You're going to have, you're going to need a middle linebacker to be a spy or, you know, I, sometimes people use a defensive tackle as, as a, like a three tech as a quasi spy, but they wouldn't be fast enough or athletic enough to run him down. John Ross is going to need to play that spy role at least a couple of times in this game. And because if Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo get home, he has the ability to squeak, he's small, squeak through that line and bust out for a big play. So we need to be disciplined in our pass rush. We need to be disciplined and contain on the edge when they run. They, you can't let them get outside. You can't, you got to contain the outside edge. You got to pour some upfield north and south in between the tackles and against, you know, our big defensive tackles and linebackers. You got to, you got to be able to keep the game small. You can't let them have, use the whole field because they are a fast team. And our defense, our defensive backs have to be ready for it. If Stetson's running around, he's trying to sling it everywhere. They got to be ready to capitalize on a mistake. But I really like this matchup for both teams as far as it's supposed to, it should be a good game. You know, it, and, it should just be a really good game. And one thing, Georgia, all season, before the Alabama game, they gave up eight sacks. They gave up three, yes, in that in that Alabama game. So it reached to eight, eight, 11 total sacks on the sea, uh, on their college season, regular season, but eight throughout the whole. So they kind of protect their quarterbacks, but they have not faced a front line or, or, you know, front four, even with the linebackers, front seven. Let's go front seven as really good as Dumb. this Michigan team. Yeah, they haven't Extremely, faced it. No, they haven't faced it. And that adversity and that hunger, because this is this could be um, Aiden's last game in the Michigan. You know, hopefully not. Hopefully, he got two, one more game left. You know, you know, but it could be his last game. You know, he's going to put it all on the floor, mm-hmm. all on the field. He's going to yep. put it all on the field. He's going to go bat out of hell. And you know, got to keep an eye on that. Yeah, and you know, we don't obviously. And plus, you never have to worry about if he's going to show up or not. Aiden Hutchinson is a leader personified. He cares about this team. You know, he's not one of those. He could be the number one pick in the draft, and in my opinion, he should be. But he's not one of those guys that looks away from bowl games or playoff games. You know, he's not getting ready for the draft yet. He truly wants to finish this fight and finish this um, season out. And Ajabo, same thing. These guys are going to come ready. They're going to come at you. They're the most dominant dual, the most dominant edge rushing combination in all of college football. And it's going to be a challenge for Bennett and for the crew to, to block him. I say they get home at least twice. Um, and that doesn't sound like a lot for Hutchinson and Ajabo, but it's a lot against Georgia. And I think they disrupt the passing game. It is. They need to disrupt it. And also they got to make sure Pickens and Blaylock on the wide receiver court don't get enough separation on their safeties, mm-hmm. you know, and, and keep them contained and, and trust, trust, your linebackers and and trust your your front seven to get to the quarterback and yep. you could contain that. Like I said, you want to force you want to force Georgia into a shootout. When I mean, you know, they have to take an opportunity. They got to play. Uh, I'm ahead of the. You know, Michigan needs to be ahead and play ahead and force Georgia to try to pass the ball. And I think that's a big key to victory to go forward. And my 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 big thing that we haven't touched out that I, I am a huge proponent is your field domination. When it comes to the punter, you know, they, they, Michigan, you and your punt, Michigan punters, baby. Yes. Me and my <laughs> Michigan punter, you know, and, 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 you know, from, you know, Brad Robinson and, and, and all the special teamers, they have to continue to cut the field in half. They got to, you know, have to, have to cut the field, averaging 44.2 yards per, per a net. That's the net, 42.2 yards net for punt, 46.4 yards. If if Robinson continues to kick and, and 
put pin them back and let this defense play and and cut the field you're gonna recipe recipe for victory and also you know um jake modi 22 out of 24 from field goal range all you know phenomenal you know yeah. special teams in in a long nutshell special teams not just on the kicking and the scoring on the special teams also your your punt coverage kickoff returns if you play well in that aspect it's going to take three levels of the team uh to to be up par and have their a game to beat this yeah. georgia team well you know we're, we're competing for a championship now this is the playoffs this is if only four teams make it so Pretty much, this is a championship game to get to the championship game, as far as I'm concerned. And to win championships, you got to dominate on all three levels of the game, all three facets offense, defense, and special teams. And when you have the best kicker in college football, and arguably, thanks to Kev's, you know, fandom, the best punter in football, the college football, you know, you're going to win games. And as far as the defense, another thing too, you cannot have any blown assignments. Like you said, our safeties, we can't play on play action. We can, if we gotta if we're doubling one of the receivers or that tight end if we're doubling Bowers we have to actually be disciplined. We can't lose our zone responsibility or our man responsibility whatever coverage we're in. Can't have any blown assignments and give up big plays because once this Georgia team starts getting big plays, their defense it's hard to be a shootout against them. Um, it's hard to it's hard to score a lot of points on that Michigan on that Georgia defense, uh, even though Alabama did it. But it, it's going to be difficult. And when you have when you can shorten the field like you said. Play the possession game. Play time of possession, and if you have to punt the ball, you know he's going to punt a punt a rocket, and it's going to be inside the twenty yard line, inside the ten yard line. When you can do that and make them travel the whole distance of the field, and be disciplined in your defense, and not give up big plays, so they actually have to march that 80, 90, 95 yards. Um, it, it ends up it ends up being, you know, when when you have that discipline, it ends up making them tired, keeping them, keeping your, and then you get your offense on the field, keep their defense, keep their offense off the field, keep their defense tired. Come the fourth quarter, I think Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum are going to put on a show. I think they're going to, I think they're going to run away with this game. And I, I honestly think we're going to end up victorious, but how do you, how do you feel about the thunder and lightning combination of Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum in this game? They, they're going to, they're going to need to be really important. For this victory, they they're gonna have to come up strong. But before, guys, we have over a hundred folks watching us. Um, we appreciate you guys. Love the fact that you're here yeah. on this beautiful, uh, festivus uh, Thursday, the twenty third of December. Um, hit those likes. Hit those likes. Um, let us know that you appreciate that you're watching us, that you're you're supporting us. Um, give those likes so uh hit if you're not subscribed subscribe to the channel you know we'll continue bringing more michigan football um content as well as um football in general you know we know we would love yep. to have feedback that's you let us know that you're you appreciate and mm -hmm. and, and we want to thank you individually as well um participate in the chat don't be a spectator come on in say hello you know we would love to say hello back to you and thank you so much yeah. and appreciations of you guys listening to us and thank you guys for those that are listening on the audio platform you know in yeah. spotify speaker um all the different areas go google apple we appreciate you guys um joining us on that and and thank you so much for yeah. a to z media let's get them going let's get that subscribers let's start let's get them up there let's get them let's get them go going blue. um Absolutely, and go blue. Um, me personally, with the game, back to the back to the game happening uh, in about a week, exactly a week from now. Yeah, I, I can't I wait, dude. <laughs> can't wait either. I can't wait to see that game. You know, and, and personally, 
either the two running back attack, the running back attack is going to be really important for, for Michigan to score. Um, between both teams, my opinion, if a team has to be, and I don't want that to be, but I feel more confident actually Michigan coming back from a double-digit lead than Georgia is coming back from a double-digit lead. I know, ironically, I don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. Don't um, big I blue. I, I don't. I don't want to see that them coming back from a ten-point lead. I want them to be up by ten points and allow. I want to see Georgia try to come back from a ten-point or double-digit lead. But if 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 one of the two teams were to get in that awkward position, I like Michigan to come back because they just so much. I know Georgia's balanced too, but I just like them more with the, with that double running back with the trick plays you know the pro style offense moving the ball up tempo when they need to you know i just like michigan on that although vegas i understand vegas has a different note and i'll put that up for all you guys that are uh want to make a little extra check shekels for the holiday season you know the money line is michigan is 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 the underdog uh you know georgia is a minus 280 you know, they're seven-point underdog Michigan right now. And uh, the over and under, you see the odds there. Of they're, they're, The totals are 43.5 points uh, for the game. I'll take the over if I'm a betting guy. I'll take the over. I think, you know, I'll give my prediction in a moment when I think. And for your national title, you know, who they, they're they thinking uh, Georgia's going to win. And actually, they're one po- uh, plus 135 to win the national title. And if you have a, a little extra cash, you want to pick up some real good money on Michigan, at plus seven fifty, it's a really good odds bet. You get in on it early because I think Michigan wins this game. Um, I think you know, remember, and also both teams are in a uh, Michigan four game bowl losing streak. Uh, Georgia as well. You know, both teams. You know, la- you know, they have been losing their last bowl games. Although last year they don't want to count, whatever the case was. Yeah. But there's been on the losing streak with that, and it's going to be interesting to see how these guys, how these two programs who are, you know. Like one of the top programs in in the nation going at it. Yeah, and you know what's funny about that line is I, I even think Vegas knows they screwed up because I was looking at it in in and I have a Penn State fan that I work with since we want to be Big Ten centric eventually. Even though I'm a Michigan fan, I'm slowly convincing Bronx Jedi this channel is Michigan and Cowboys right now. But I will branch out. I promise we will branch out. And um, if you do like the content, make sure you subscribe to the other network too, Bronx Sports Jedi Network. Great baseball, basketball, combat sports, all that stuff. Just wanted to get that out there. Penn State fans have been telling me the odds to try to get me nervous, right? My friend Matt. Shout out to Matt. I know you're listening. Um, they started out as 12-point underdogs. Then it went to 11.5. Then it went to 8. Then 7.5. Now 7. So that, that tells you that they see something and they understand that Georgia has a real shot in this game. But I mean, Georgia has a real shot to win this game, but they're not as heavily favored as they thought they were. They're not, you know, Michigan has a chance. And if I were out there and I had some money to burn, which I think I will place a bet, I think I'm going to bet on Michigan for this game to at least cover. Um, and I think they're going to win, but, you know, don't don't kill me for that. At least at least bet on them to cover the spread because it, it's going to be a good close game. Got you. Any any predictions on score, or you want to, or you think it's too early in the too early in the program to give you a prediction? Well, in, in my dreams, it's a forty point blowout. But in me actually putting my analyst hat on, you know, we're fans, we're not professionals, but me trying my best here. I see Michigan coming out. Michigan's Jim Harbaugh is telling them if I know Jim Harbaugh at all, which I don't personally, but I've seen him over the last five six years. He's going to try to punch this 
Georgia team and Coach Smart in the mouth as, as, as fast and as hard as he can. They want to punch him because they didn't react well against Alabama. They didn't. You know, they, they, they got out early, but then Alabama punched him in the mouth and they didn't have no response. So punch Georgia in the mouth early, get up to a two score lead and sustain that throughout the game. There's going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be motivate or, or momentum swings. Um, maybe I, I see one turnover from Cade McNamara or a company, the offense, but I see a, a turnover or two, maybe a strip sack that the defense gives us. Um, I got him winning. I got Michigan winning uh, 34 28 in, in, in a close, in a close, really good, really good bowl game. You know what? You just, <laughs> we're thinking exactly the like because I'm, I want to, I wrote, I wrote this down here. I just want to make sure right here, look at the numbers 28 34. 30, 20, 34 28. Wow. I have, have that same. I have I got Michigan winning and I had it. I wrote wow. it down and you and I said, let me yeah. write it down. Cause I was take I was thinking 24, 34. You know, I think that I think, you know, I I said, you know what? I'm gonna give them a, a benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna give them 28, 34. And I think and that's why I said that when I told you take the over on 43. Cause although you know, everyone says conventional wisdom that both teams are really defensive juggernauts and they're really good defensive team that are strong, but I'm like, you know what? They're expecting Vegas is expecting a heavy load of under. So I say, you know what? I'm gonna feel a little frisky. I'm gonna say it's gonna over because I think they're gonna there's gonna be opportunities for teams to score here, you know, especially in the first half, a little nerves, whatever the case may be, before it gets settled down. But when the moment comes for an important key or important stop, the the guys and the team, you know, players on the floor or on the field are gonna make their 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 stop and their impact. You know, just because there was going there was going to be thirty four points and twenty eight uh, points on the score doesn't mean that it wasn't going to be a good defensive game. I think it's going to mm -hmm. be really good down to execution and and I think you know, cream rises to the top and I like that that blue and gold cream to rise over the the, the bulldogs. Sorry, Georgia guys, Georgia fans, you had you celebrate the Atlanta Braves winning and that's how far she's going to go this year. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know. Both teams, you could say, are unproven as far as this stage, but Michigan finally got the monkey off their back. They beat Ohio yes. State, okay? And Ohio State, let's not act like – they were going to be a playoff team in the same shoes if if Michigan didn't beat them um, and could never beat them, could never get over the hump, never do this, never do that. Well, we did, you know, and haven't won a Big Ten championship since 2003, 2004. Well, we did, you know. Um, Georgia – could not take care of their conference, the SEC, although Alabama is a tremendous team. So is Ohio State. And um, both had Heisman winning quarterbacks. So we can't say that Michigan's competition was less to like take care of their conference. And as far as Georgia goes, they always screw up in big games. They always figure it out, how to lose a big game, whether it's a national title game, college football playoff, or even before the playoff existed. And Michigan finally righted that ship. The last, the last big game we saw them in, the two games, they dominated Ohio State. They dominated Iowa. And you don't say that for Michigan most of the time. I'm going to be honest. Normally they choke. Well, they didn't. And I think they're ready. I think they're the more prepared team. They got a coach who's been in a Super Bowl and knows exactly – he lost the Super Bowl, but he knows what it takes to get to this type of stage even bigger in the pros. He knows what it takes in big games. He was a big game quarterback in and of himself, you know, and – He's going to have that team prepared. They have the right leaders in Cade McNamara, Aiden Hutchinson, John Ross, all these in company. They have great leaders where you don't really hear about Georgia's leaders. You just hear about them as a team. You know, you don't hear about 
their leaders or their stars actually being great leaders. These guys are great locker room guys at Michigan. They have a great just family atmosphere, you know, that one day I hope we develop here. You know, just that family where they all root for each other. They hope to succeed. And I just don't see – I don't see this story ending this way. I, I see them getting to the national championship game, and we'll see from there. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. Um, and I could see, you know, where where you – you know, the monkey's off the back – you know, Harbaugh looks re, re, rejuvenated. Re, you know, even you know, remember, remember the beginning of the season, they he took a pay cut. You know, when they put some incentives, um, Jim Harbaugh, you know, refocus, and now he he's coaching. But he don't care. He knows he's not going anyway. He's not going to get fired. He's fearless, he's, yeah. and he's fearless, and that's what I think was one of his um, greatest attributes when he coached the 49ers as well as when he first got here to Michigan. He had no fear. And that rejuvenated him and brought him back to that to back to what who is Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. You know, he also said he you know worked out, lost weight. He's at his professional playing weight. You know, which mm -hmm. has nothing to do with coaching, but there's extra For energy. Old he is that's awesome. Yeah, he's at yeah. that extra energy, that extra ump. He's you know, um, you see him with his son. We saw him in the UFC. You know, with his son, uh, we saw him um, in the fights. As well in in Florida, Tampa, um, this past weekend, you know he's 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 right. energized. He's got a new charge. He's got that like you know you know daddy's got a new pair of shoes. He wants to go out dancing type of deal, and right. he's got that swagger. Albert got that swagger back, and I think that team is going to feed off of that swagger and that and that 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 confidence. And he's the more looser guy. Remember, I kept I mentioned it early in the broadcast um, that Kirby Smart has a lot of pressure. He has to deliver for for Georgia. They're asking, you know, they're demanding if they want to see national title game and they want national title already. He's been close, knocking on the door, and and he's got the more pressure going into this game. Where Harbaugh, cream corn loose, you know, he mm -hmm. he already beat Michigan. Uh, excuse me, Ohio State. You know, he's got Michigan here in his in, in the playoffs. Um, you know, game where you thought he wasn't going to get there. You know, uh, you know, if you ask me, if you would told me this beginning of November, is Michigan making the the college playoff? You would have said, I don't think so. And, right. and you know, two percent so, chance, two percent chance. Yes. And you can see where they're at now. They're they're mm -hmm. striding, profiling. They're right. you know, they cream corn. They woo. They got the Rick Flair. There, yeah, they're of course, of course. You know they're, not they, they they're, not they're not arrogant. They're not arrogant, but they're but they're they're their humbleness has that mm -hmm. confidence. Like yes, that you know, like. All right, we're yep. here. We're here. We're going to make some the moment. They're, yes, yes. And, you know, man. like you said, Michigan fans, I mean, at this point, since we hadn't beaten Ohio State in so long, could have had two wins all year, as long as they were Michigan State and Ohio State. You know, you know what I mean? But Ohio State was the big one. If we as long, we beat Ohio State, won in a Big Ten championship, that was what everybody was clamoring for out of this team at a Harbaugh company. That's done. This is house money. And you have a team that's this good, this confident, plays together like this, has this chemistry, all this dominant forces on defense and on offense, and you're playing with house money, fearless, nothing to lose, man, especially with a hardball coaching. If you tell a hardball guy you got nothing to lose, man, it's going to be a surprise for everybody in the South over there in Georgia. And they're going to be hit with a buzzsaw that they didn't even see coming, Kev. Absolutely. The timing's right, you know. The motivation's right. Don't forget to smash those likes. And subscribe for, for all the 35 plus of viewing all the 100 plus that were viewing us hit that like hit that subscribe for a to z media so we appreciate you guys so 
we're gonna i'm gonna play the intro video again we're gonna take a quick 40 second break and we'll be yeah. right back and after that kev we're gonna talk about the michigan receiving core and passing game just a little bit and then i think we'll wrap up okay so we're listening to a to z media network while we have this little break make sure you go hit that subscription button and that like button and tap the notification bell it's for back and robert parr salute to you thanks for coming through uh we appreciate it i hope hope you're having fun hopefully i can make you a michigan fan as well like we're making kev over here a michigan fan um and thank you to everybody we still have 17 people watching so if you're still hitting that subscribe button we appreciate it um kev this passing attack for for michigan we we lost we lost uh ronnie bell early in the season who was our best receiver um he was on pace to have a really good year and end up being a um, end up being a really good draft pick uh, prospect possibly for some NFL teams. He's coming back now, but with that injury, he was out. We were looking for who was going to step up, and man, has, has has we have some people step up in this passing attack. You got so many guys from Cornelius Johnson, who's had a big year. Um, you have Wilson. You had Eric. All the tight ends: Sandstro, Baldwin. Edwards out of the backfield, Andrell Anthony, who's really athletic, who's a young, young, young guy. He's a freshman, true freshman from from East Lansing, Michigan. So I wanted to touch on him too. We we know all these guys, but Andrell Anthony, if you look at his tape this year, only 11 catches so far, but 213 yards and two touchdowns, an average of about 20 yards a completion. Right. We're going to need big plays against this Georgia secondary, and Andrell Anthony is one of our 50-50 guys, a guy that can get up and make that play. Well, I see, I just wanted to say I see him, and I I just have a good feeling that he's going to be an impact player, a surprise catalyst, X factor to watch out for in this game. Mm. I actually, actually, my my dark horse is Studemaker, the tight end. I, I like Studemaker. You know, you know, he's got of course he has 17, 17 receptions for the season, thirteen games. You know, not a lot of yards, but if he could, you know, get in the, just. Pass block, get on the flats, open up in 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 the in in the flats and or or, or in in the and in, in open field they and they get they hit him there. I think he could be damaged. Um, you know, similar to what, like you said, they run a, a pro style offense, similar to what Brady does with Gronk. You know that mm-hmm. type of that type of. And I'm I granted, I'm not comparing them, folks. I'm just saying right. something something to give you a, a visual kind of kind of style, you know, let him let him have some blocks, come off the block, get in the flat or get get in get in the slot, hit him in the slot in between those linebackers and, and, and safeties, which you know we know we were saying mentioned earlier that their their secondary is still good, but that you it could be beaten. 
and and a guy with you know with Studemaker the way he is and his attributes, you know, oof, I, I think he's gonna have bigger name. I think me personally, that's a dark horse. Look forward. Right. I'm looking forward to to see him have a big, big play. And like you said, you know, Anthony, if he's um the his speed, you know, and and that's how you beat this this Georgia team with speed and, and quick decisions and 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 that and um good route running. And I think that's a recipe for victory for Michigan, if, if you ask me. Yeah, and and like you really hit on it, the the release chipping a block and releasing. Um, what what we need to look for from Michigan is because Michigan. Let's not act like you know we we said so much about Aiden Hutchinson and Ajabo and and the crew, but Georgia has a really dominant defensive line as well in front oh, seven. Yes. And you're there's guys that you're going to need, but but that tight end is going to be able to hit hit get a block on an end, and then when they think he's staying in for pass protection, squeak out. Like you said, the release, you know, that, that there can end up being huge plays. I take it to my Cowboys um, when they use a play action naked bootleg and the tight end releases uh, Dalton Schultz and they get 20 yards, 10, 15 yards off of it every time. Look for Michigan to do something similar and um, look for a lot of like the sneak plays like we talked about, the flea flickers and and the tight end almost screens, getting them in the flat like Eric All and Schoomaker. They're very talented, athletic, sneaky, athletic violent tight ends where they get the ball in space and you watch out. And I like that. I like that. I, I like, I like, I like bringing up Schoomaker as a catalyst too. There's so many guys that almost went under the radar because of how dominant the running game is that if you don't prepare for this Michigan team correctly, they got a lot of guys that can burn you. Right. And, and they have to continue their good fortune. They're 45.4% on three, three, a third down conversion they have to you know continue to continue that same successful and actually be a little if they could improve on that 45 percent and three on on third down conversions oof that'd be phenomenal especially with you know with, with those talented you know tight end wide receivers and of course we, we haven't even mentioned about our running backs you know they could catch the ball from the flats mm -hmm. you know screen passes and, and and you know look for wide receiver screens with anthony and stuff get him involved you know yeah those phenomenal type of plays um they they they're they're very versed and they could hit you from anywhere yeah and you know what i wouldn't do to have bell in this game yeah <laughs> just for him to be healthy just just for this game that that would make a whole different factor just uh, the team's talented but having ronnie bell back would be just amazing right now um anything else you want to cover any other parting shots before we leave any other wisdom you want to give these guys no, I, I only thing I could think of, like I said, I, I want I could see them if they need to fall behind and play from behind the double digits. I like Michigan to come from behind a double digit if they if they need to. Hopefully, it doesn't need to get to that. But I like you know I want and I don't think Georgia can. Um, and if it does become comes down to a real tight game, <laughs> twenty two out of twenty four, you know Jake Moody, the best kicker in college football, he can hit it. So. If it comes down to a, a field goal game, you like I like our chances there. You know, although it's, it's going to be in Miami, although not a lot of wind in, in Hard Rock Stadium, that's where the home of the Miami Dolphins play. You know, it's it's going to be it's going to be almost like playing an indoor game if you if you ask mm -hmm. me there. Um, but the difference is it's going to be loud. That stadium is going to be loud. It's going to be ruckus. It's going to it's yeah. It's going to be um yeah. And we shall see what time the game is. Uh, no, it's at we Year's play Eve, next Robert. New Year's Eve. Um. The third, the thirty-first. We're just doing the preview for for a month, a week. Excuse me, a week ahead. Um, mm -hmm. you know, it's on the seven o'clock on New Year's Eve, seven seven p.m. And we'll definitely uh, keep an eye on that game. Can't wait for that game to be played. Uh, 
that's going to be phenomenal. Uh, you know, I'm invested a little here in, in the Michigan Wolverines this this uh, past few months, uh, this past month here. You with, hopped on that bandwagon, baby. And I'm just enjoying it. It's I'm enjoying it, too. Just keep an eye there. Also, like Robert Parr said, scouting some giant players uh, and, and Jet players. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we need some defensive linemen. We need some some pass rushers, and there's some good pass rushers on both teams, not just uh, Michigan, but Georgia as well has some good yep. players there to keep an good eye offensive on. Offensive linemen too. Good offensive linemen as well for both teams. Both teams, yep. you know, they have some good tackles, some guards, and we can keep an eye on that. So we'll love that. And yeah, Georgia loves um, Giants. Love Georgia draft picks. They, absolutely on that one. They, they yep. you know, there's a couple a couple uh, of. Uh, Linemans that they keep an eye on, and you know, Jamar Salter and Warren McClendon for Georgia to keep an eye on those guys. Um, for the Giants, you know, especially they have a lot of first round picks going on there, and you know, just keep an eye and look at those young players and all those talent. And, and for those senior class, you know, that this is their, you know, what they what they went this to college and what they played for, what they did, and it's to see, you know, it's gonna be a good, it's gonna be a really fascinating. I'm really excited. Emotional. I'm excited. Very emotional game. Um, and I and it's gonna be fun. I just hope that the COVID restrictions don't affect us with players oh, missing gosh. at the last minute. You know, I hope not. I hope you know. I hope they don't. So I hope the COVID doesn't allow, doesn't hamper. Because right now we got T, JT Daniels is the only player, and and he's a big in implement for Georgia on the COVID restriction list. Now, when I say that is because he can't practice with the team. He can't, mm -hmm. they can't um, play a play, the timing. You know, maybe he might get clear and play, but it's when you don't have that practice time with your teammates to get on sync timing and, and silent counts and so forth like that could be an impact there, Z. Yeah. And when it comes to Jake Moody, I just want to touch, the big house has the highest capacity of any stadium and it's always sold out. They had the loudest game at Ohio State. I mean, he's used to noise. It might affect him a little bit but in the pressure, but he's used to the noise. He's used to a raucous crowd. Um, and like you said about third downs, um, if we could get up to 50% and, and and the other 50, we're punting the ball, we're playing field position game, and our punter is just throwing it inside that 20, inside that 10, we got a really good shot. Correct. And um, as far as guys to look out for, for offensive line, front seven on defense, offensive linemen and skill positions. Let's not look out the skill players, the running backs from Michigan and the running backs from Georgia. We got a lot of good NFL prospects in this game. And if your team is in the top 10, like Robert Pars and yourselves in the draft and Detroit fans everywhere, you need to, you need to be watching this game because a lot of these guys might end up on your favorite team. Jacksonville. That, yeah. Jacksonville. Yep. And um, with that being said, this is the pregame uh, review a little early, but I couldn't wait any longer. It's been a long wait. I've been dying over here. All I want for Christmas is Michigan to play on Christmas and whoop Georgia's butt. But, you know, that's not a hero there. But for the people that have watched today, we were at one point 122 in the in the, in the the building watching us. We need to get those subscriptions up. If you want to subscribe to us to get us in the algorithm, help us reach more Michigan fans and Cowboys fans and all other fans alike and talk football. We really appreciate you guys for tuning in. Robert Parr, um, you know, everybody that was watching. Remember, don't be afraid to give us your feedback in the chat. And and when you're done watching this, go over and catch up. We just did a podcast on Bronx Sports Jedi Network about some basketball. If you're a Knicks fan, if you're if you're an NBA fan in general, he's got podcasts for that as well. UFC, boxing, um, really, really any sport you like. Baseball, we do watch alongs. We're talking lockout. Hopefully that's over. But with all that being said, Kevin, thank you. 
thank you for helping me out here today. And we really appreciate everybody's time. Until next time, and hope until the national title game, we will see you then.